Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're talking principles, not P-L-E-S principles, but as my mother explained, P-A-L-S principles, because in schools, principles should be your pal. The history of this profession is actually quite fascinating with now 30 years of focus here at the Harvard Graduate School of Education through the Principals Center. In this past year, the founder of the center, Roland Barth, sat down with the EdCast to talk the profession, the center, and why he often doesn't give advice on how to be a good principal. Quick liner note, be aware many of his points are punctuated by a finger tapping on the table like this. So feel free to ignore it and just focus on Roland's thoughts and wisdom. You would be one of the top people with experience in education leadership. And I'm curious what you've seen and now marking 30 years of the Principal Center in terms of where education leadership has been and where do you think it's going? The history of uh, American education is, uh, has been a search for who or what can improve public schools. In the 50s, it was thought that the states were best positioned to do this. And the states created powerful, many of them powerful departments of education and uh, attempted through state departments of education to fix schools. Then in the 60s, it was probably the superintendents. Well, states aren't close enough to the schools to really influence them. We've got to get to the superintendents. And if we can properly inspire them and influence them, they will improve public schools. Then in the 70s, uh, along with the work of Ron Edmonds and others, the school became the smallest or the largest unit of change that people felt uh, was worth addressing. And if you think the school is the biggest task you can take on, Uh, for change, then the school principal all of a sudden becomes important. Uh, Business people understood this. I mean, their plant managers are ones who out there get things done. Some of them do it well, some not so well. And it was thought that uh, if you show me a good principal, I'll show you a good school. And so a lot of emphasis and attention got turned on school, school leadership. There were three major policy implications for the rediscovery of the school principal. Uh, first one was, principal is so important, we've got to focus a lot of attention on the pre-service preparation of the principals. Colleges, universities, got to look at their curriculum and program and really think hard about what it should be. And indeed, most of them revised heavily what their pre-service programs were. Second implication was the selection of principals. There are 42 people applying for this principal's job in Cambridge. Two of them are probably going to do an outstanding job. Which two? How do you predict? How do you know? So a lot of emphasis got placed on selection and trying to make those predictions. And the final policy implication of the rediscovery of the principal was uh, If principals are so important and the work they do is so important, they're going to need continual, lifelong learning opportunities on the job while they're principals uh, in service. And this is where the principal center came in. 
because there were precious few organizations that were serious about promoting the learning of principles. Uh, feeling was, particularly among principals, I've taken my courses, I got my degrees, I am learned. All the others are learners, but not me. And so uh, the Principal Center really attempted to ignite principals themselves uh, in their own learning. There wasn't much precedent for an organization devoted to promoting profound levels of principal learning. So it was uh, uh, a kind of uh, create creative time. When you're part of the Principal Center and you're seeing all the different education leaders, what is it that's the intangible something in terms of a leader that makes a principal so effective, that makes them such a great leader, that makes them run such a great school. You've seen hundreds or thousands of principals over your lifetime. Are there ter certain attributes that make a principal a great leader? I think it depends on who you ask. If you ask uh, a lot of academicians, they're are lists that can be generated of traits. And then the work of the school at pre-service, in-service level is to somehow instill these behaviors and traits. If you ask teachers what makes for a great principal, they'll have quite a different response. They'll say somebody who supports the work I'm doing in the classroom, who understands all the difficulties that I'm facing, who finds some funds for me when I need help, uh, who will help me handle the difficult discipline problems, who will keep the parents from interfering in my classroom, and so on. You get a very different set of uh, uh, characteristics of the principal. I guess my own simple uh, instructions to myself when I was a principal for eight or ten years were, you know, everybody in this school is capable of his or her best and everybody's capable of his or her worst. Kids, teachers, parents, everyone. And my job I saw as trying to unlock the best, elicit the best from everyone most of the time. And what are the conditions that will do that? And in particular, uh, for me, best meant promoting profound levels of learning. So how do you build a culture in a school that's hospitable to human learning? That was the job description I gave myself. And uh, it's uh, an ongoing lifetime uh, adventure to try and discover what those conditions are and then to try and provide them. But it leads to questions like, well, who learns what of any great importance as a result of having ability groups, or letter grades, or 28 kids in a class, not 15 or 35, of having all the students of the same age in the same class, of having subject matter divided into math, science, social studies, so on and so forth. Examining those common policies and procedures of the school and asking the question, uh, who's learning? And what are they learning from these? I think is uh, a question well worth exploring. And uh, it's one I have tried to uh, focus on for myself. 
Mr. Barth, last question uh, with about one or two minutes to go. Not everyone can obviously make the Principal Center here, but many of our listeners are principals. Uh, could you provide them a 30-second to one-minute little mini Principal Center for them? Any wisdom, advice from you as, as someone who has been such ingrained in the fabric of the Principal Center? Any advice to principals just starting out? Advice to principals who have been in it for a while or people who are thinking about getting into the principal profession? Uh, I might be able to, but I won't because it wouldn't be in keeping with the principal center as I know and remember it. Another one of these building blocks was that principals will take part in this center as givers as well as receivers of information and knowledge. And it's very tempting to come into Harvard and have knowledge transmitted by this person, this person, this person, or this person. And uh, the feeling of this group was, hey, principals run a business, you know, a quarter of a million dollar budget. And they come into a university and they're seen as students. Uh, they are uh, leaders in their school community and they have a tremendous amount of craft knowledge that they walk into a room with about insights about parent involvement, insights about ability grouping, insights about evaluation of kids, insights about staff development of teachers. <clears throat> and they are at least as valuable a resource in responding to other principals' needs and wants as uh, academics or presenters of knowledge. So I would answer that question by saying, let me pick three principles I know, and they will bat that one around. And they won't all agree, but it will be a much more provocative and probably memorable conversation than if I transmit to you my three pearls of wisdom. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.